Welcome back, everybody. This is the final hour of Indiana Sports Talk for the weekend. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. It's kind of a stellar hour coming up. Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish 101. Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest. We're talking football. The man who has all the scores is going to give you the update on the Purdue game. Star of our show, Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, ask and you shall receive. Purdue holds on and defeats Florida Atlantic in West Lafayette 28-26. to Purdue is now a 500 ball club, 2-2 two and two on the season. Now Florida Atlantic, as we told you, did have an opportunity to go win the game. They had two minutes on the clock, but a key fumble by FAU. Purdue recovered it, put the game away. All Austin Burton, the quarterback filling in for Aiden O'Connell, had to do was take a couple of knees, and Purdue took the victory. Again, 28-26, Purdue beats FAU. Earlier today in Chapel Hill, Notre Dame gets a win over North Carolina, 45-32. The Irish are also 2-2 two two after that tough 0-2 start to the season. ND, 24 of their 45 points came in the second quarter. Drew Pine, 289 yards through the air, three touchdowns, no picks. Drake May for UNC was also terrific. Their quarterback had 301 passing yards, five touchdown passes. He also did not throw a pick. So Notre Dame back to 500. Can't say the same, though, for the Indiana Hoosiers, who fall for a second straight year to Cincinnati, 45-24. The Hoosiers go down. Connor Bazelak, he threw 66 times, completed 31 passes, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Other college football scores here from around the state. Trine shuts out center college 17-0. Denison outlasts Wabash 45-42. DePaul crushes Worcester 59-0. UND 44, Ohio Dominican 38. And in the NAIA ranks, Indiana Wesleyan, they blast Trinity 63-6, and Marion crushes Missouri Baptist 45-7. Other scores from around the college football slate in ranked action, two overtimes. It took Clemson to beat Wake Forest. That's number five over number 21. Clemson wins 51-45 over the Demon Deacons again in two OTs. Number four, Michigan, they get a scare against Maryland. Michigan, though, the Wolverines win 34-27. Texas Tech, they took Texas to overtime, and Tech defeats the number 22 Longhorns 37-34. In the NFL tomorrow, the Colts and the Chiefs, Lucas Oil Stadium, 1 p.m., nine meetings for the Colts and Chiefs since 2010. The Colts have won six of them the last time on October 6, 2019 at Arrowhead, a 19-13 final. The Chiefs are 2-0. They have wins against Arizona and the Los Angeles Chargers. Colts, of course, 0-1-1, that tie against Houston, and then getting shut out last week against Jacksonville. The Colts will need a big game from Matt Ryan. He talked about the inconsistency to start the year. There are positives in there. You know, there, there are good plays, you know, across the board to be made. I think more so than anything, We've got to consistently do it, you know, play in, play out, you know, drive in, drive out, quarter, you know, quarter to quarter and uh, ultimately game to game. And I just think we've been inconsistent. And so um, I think you just, you know, you you continue to focus on on doing your job, you know, the best you can and and owning that, you know, owning uh, your responsibility on each play. 
That's Colts quarterback Matt Ryan. We'll see if the Colts can contend with the Chiefs tomorrow and earn win number one on the season. Major League Baseball tonight. The Cubs get blanked at Pittsburgh 6-0. The Cardinals and the Dodgers playing at Chavez Ravine. Bottom of the sixth. Dodgers 6, Cardinals 2. Albert Pujols last night joins the number 700 club. Pujols joins Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth as men to hit 700 home runs in the big leagues. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back. All right, Brendan King, I had you on the spot there, didn't I? I said you'd be able to give us an update on the Purdue Boilermakers and the Boilers 28-26 winners over Florida Atlantic. That's a pretty dramatic way to win a game. Yeah, Coach, well, I give updates while under pressure, of course. Hey, you asked, you shall receive, and yeah, no, it's a great game. Great game. Yeah. And and look, Coach, you know, when you are without your starting quarterback, we talked about this last segment, that no Aiden O'Connell, you're going to just need to find a way. And I'm sure Jeff Brom is not going to walk away from this game entirely pleased, but you know, he's got a win going into next week. They got a two and two record. And look, you didn't have a guy that was being talked about in the Heisman ranks to begin the season. I I mean, when you do not have your quarterback and you got to grind out a win, I think this win should tell him a lot about what he has without Aiden O'Connell. And now whenever AOC gets back from the ribs, you know, we'll see what happens. I think he understands. Let me tell you what, nine wins a year ago, no George Karloftis, uh, no David Bell, no Aiden O'Connell, and they they're off to a decent they're really decent start now. Florida Atlantic, uh, well, uh, it's a team that's going to win games. It's going to be interesting now. The big start to crank it up here soon. So a big a big win for the Boilermakers. I just think that's. It's impressive. Uh, I, number one, people didn't give credit for all the things they did a year ago, for heaven's sake. They win nine games, right? Uh, I think that's that's remarkable. And uh, he can coach, and he's done great jo- a great job of recruiting. Um, and I, I'm happy for happy for Notre Dame with a big win. You you understand it? Family history, you know, family, you know. Notre Dame fans and all of that. Uh, this was impressive. Offensively, they were pretty scary at times today. Yeah, Coach, I like what Drew Pine did. And Drew Pine, he was the backup quarterback to start the season. And I remember Marcus Freeman talking about Buckner and Pine and what Buckner did to win the starting job. And Freeman mentioned, hey, it was no fault of Pine. It was that we just thought Buckner was in a better position to start the year. Well, that didn't work out too well, obviously, based on what happened in the first couple weeks, Ohio State and Marshall. But, look, I I think Drew Pine is a capable quarterback coach, and he showed that last year even when he had to fill in at times for Jack Cohn. And when we were hosting our college game day show together last year, Coach, I remember, as you're going to talk with Len Clark here in a few minutes, I remember talking with Dr. Clark about, uh, Drew Pine gives you a little bit of something that the other two didn't, a mixture of some good speed and a big arm. You know, Buckner's Achilles right. seal is his right. arm, but he's got the speed. And Jack Coney a year ago when he transferred in, he's got the arm, but he didn't have the running ability. Drew Pine gives you a little bit of both. So if Pine can lock in now over the coming weeks, I think you're going to have a good shot to have a pretty good season, Coach. Thanks. so. All right, on the national level, any surprises, any big games um, uh, today in college football. I know there were a, uh, a lot of really good games, but what one stood out to you? Well, I think that's number five Clemson and number 21 Wake Forest, Coach. That game went to double overtime. 
Clemson wins 51 45. that game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a heck of Run. a game. Uh, number one, Georgia. They took that's a bit fun. of a. Yeah, they took a bit of a scare. Number one, Georgia. They beat Kent State, but 34 22. Coach, I mean, SEC teams are even are not even scoring 22 on Georgia. And, and Kent State got up to that number today. So I think uh, Georgia. Come next week, Kirby Smart's crew, they're uh, they're going to be on the defensive side of the practice field, and I don't know if they'll give up 22 for a while now. <laughs> well, it underscores how good uh, mid-American conference teams really are and yeah. how good that conference is. You got a Ball State, a Georgia Southern score? I didn't see Ball State on the Division I'm trying one. to put you on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see yeah. so, Coach. Well, when I was getting ready for that, I didn't see a Ball State score. It's all right. See. No, I'll, yeah, ball, I'll, no I Ball State. I mean, no I Ball can, State. No. no Ball State. They got Northern Illinois okay. next week. Northern Illinois next week. Okay. I Actually, no. You know what? Let me correct schedule. myself. Let me correct myself. Ball State falls today to Georgia Southern, thirty-four twenty-three. Got it. Okay. Now, for those of you, you know, nervous. Georgia Southern's really good. They are very you know, good. Uh, they're, they're a really successful team. So, um, okay. Brendan King, I'm glad you're back in town. Glad you got another championship ring. Are you going to have enough room to store these rings from oh, uh, the South Bend Cubs? Are you going to have to build a new, uh, you know, like a, a, a wing in the house of – uh, to, to place your rings, I'm sure you have them under lock and key anyway. But um, yeah, what a what a big thrill for you guys. Yeah, that's I mean that's a good question. But I'm officially on Tom Brady watch because I I've got two rings now for a pair of fingers, and you just keep on winning. And you, I'm already scared to wear the first one around, so I got to wear two at a time when I go to a wedding. That's going to be a little spooky. You're the man, Brendan King, coming up. He does more work than I do, so he's got a lot of stuff. He's got a scoreboard update coming up, and then we're going to talk Notre Dame football on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. The Colts and the Chiefs tomorrow at Lucas Oil Stadium. Let's see if Indianapolis can go get themselves a big win over the Chiefs. Of course, the Colts, many would have expected. They would have had a win at this point. Okay. Whether that would have been in Houston or in Jacksonville. Matt Ryan under center for Indianapolis looking for his first win as a Colt. Frank Reich still gave the vote of confidence to Matty Ice. Certainly, right, we're going to be measured by game by game, play by play, most certainly at the quarterback position, at the head coaching position, the whole deal. So couldn't be more excited that Matt is our quarterback. It's a collective effort. Um, in the two games we've had, he's done some good things. We all have to get better. He'll he'll be the one to lead us to where we need to go. Um, I'm confident of that. There was some high school football around the state of Indiana today. That included <clears throat> Frontier beating North Newton 36-20. to Gary West, they blast Indianapolis-Washington, a final of 64-8. to Linton Stockton all over North Davies 42-7. And South Vermilion, a whitewash of Riverton Park, 38 nothing. The final score there. Other action from Major League Baseball here tonight. These scores are all final. The Guardians top the Rangers 4-2. Brewers all over the Reds 10-2. Astros edge the Orioles 11-10. And the Tigers beat the White Sox 7-2. Javi Baez with a home run for Detroit. I'm Brendan King. 
Welcome back, everybody. Let's talk some Notre Dame football on Indiana Sports Talk. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. The doctor himself, Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish 101, Notre Dame 45-32 winners over North Carolina. Lynn, it's an impressive win, especially offensively. The Irish look pretty good on the offensive side today. Yeah, Notre Dame overcame a slow start on both sides of the ball before finding a rhythm and a running game. Uh, quarterback Drew Pine finished the game with 289 yards passing by going 24-34 with three touchdowns. He targeted seven different Irish players who caught passes, including tight end Michael Mayer, who totaled seven catches for 88 yards and a touchdown. But as you said, Bob, it was the Irish running game that had been non-existent through three games. As Notre Dame rushed for a season-high 287 yards behind an offensive line that is really starting to gel. Audrey Gestime, the 5'11", 227-pound sophomore, 134 yards on 17 carries, two touchdowns, should have had three, but he fumbled at the goal line as that run game really opened up the Notre Dame offense for Drew Pine. And Notre Dame looked very good today, but still a lot of work as there were some holes on the defense as well as some areas of the offense. Yeah, but you know what? You just had the sense that when they were playing today, they, they seemed to be uh, a little dialed in uh, you know, offensively, uh, as you pointed out, that they played well. It allows you to do some things defensively. Uh, they were they were impressive, and it was fun to watch Drew Pine just go out there and play. Uh, you know, we talked with you earlier about um, you know Buckner and Pine in the battle for quarterback, and they've had confidence in Drew Pine. They just made a decision to go with Buckner, and uh, I think that uh, his decision probably at the time was the right decision. But give credit to Drew Pine for stepping in and having a pretty solid game today. Yeah, second start as a, in his collegiate career. And uh, you really have to credit that offensive line for protecting the quarterback, allowing him mm-hmm. to do his mm-hmm. job. But, Bob, here's the interesting stat of the game. Notre Dame, 85 offensive plays to North Carolina's 60. And they are a very high-potent offense. Uh, quarterback Drake May, 17 right. of 32 right. for 302 yards, five touchdowns. But the Irish did get up some, give up some big plays on defense that led to Tar Heel touchdowns but for the most part it was the defense that came up with the big play when necessary Notre Dame also got their first turnover of the year J.D. Bertrand who did not play in the first half because of a targeting call last week against Cal on his first play he comes in forces a fumble but Bob a few plays later he gets targeted again and he will not play in the first half against the BYU game in two weeks yikes (laughs) yikes that's not good. Two games that they and they can ill afford to have a guy of his caliber not playing uh, a, a full game. Um, Notre Dame with a win. You know what, Lynn? Um, again, it's a long year, uh, and it, it's a team that's going to grow and get better. You know, the one constant we've talked about has been this defensive unit, and they stepped up as you as you mentioned. Maybe a couple of big plays that they'd like to have back, but still, they're. they're I think they're going to. Their success will be in large part dependent upon how well this defensive unit continues to play. Well, let's talk about the defense. Jack Kaiser, who stepped up with J.D. Bertrand being out, had five tackles on the opening drive by the Tar Heels, finishes the game as the Irish's leading tackler with nine, including three solo. And then another Hoosier on the offensive line, Blake Fisher in his sophomore year, really doing a nice job and really opening up some big holes for the Irish running backs. That tandem of Logan Diggs, uh, Chris Tyree and Audric Estime really pounding the ball for the Irish. And I think that's going to be their key. If they can run the ball effectively, it opens up that passing game. 
you get the defense to get uh, working on all cylinders, and Notre Dame's going to finish the year with a, a pretty good record. I think they will, and I think the other thing we're, we're losing sight of is obviously you have a brand-new coach, so he's learning. His guys are learning about him. They're becoming uh, more acquainted with one another and their expectations and what they all have to do. They seem to be getting a little more comfortable with one another, and you can't underscore how important that is to the success of your team. Exactly, and they'll have a bye week next week to prepare for BYU in the Shamrock Series game that will be played in Las Vegas. But the team is going to stay around campus next week to practice and work on some of those things. But some downsides, uh, tight end Kevin Bauman, who plays behind Michael Mayer, he is done for the year with an ACL injury. Ramon Henderson, a defensive back, did not play because of an ankle. A few bumps and bruises we'll find out tomorrow or on Monday as far as the, the health status of the rest of the team. But right now, a lot to go into the bye week with uh, some positives. With that 2-2 two and two record now, a lot better than going in with a 1-3 and three record. Yeah, and you always feel great about uh, going into a bye week with a W, you know. Uh, I mean, that's always – that's important for you. So, coming out, who do they play when they come back? Well, they'll head out to Las Vegas to take on BYU. That's October 8th in the uh, oh, yeah. Shamrock yeah, Series yeah. game that we played at Allegiant Stadium. and. Right, right now, BYU and Wyoming are playing, and I'm kind of getting a little prep on uh, that BYU Cougars team, but uh, it should be a great game out in Las Vegas uh, playing in a professional stadium, and uh, hopefully the Irish will work on some of the things that they need to work on in addition to enhancing what they do they did in the game against North Carolina, that is run the ball and block very well. So a lot of positives going into the bye week, but right now the Irish with a 2-2 right. record going into the bye week. I think we'll be able to pull you out of the casinos uh, in time to do a little uh, recap of Notre Dame. I mean, is that, no, we'll do it I mean, I don't want to put any line. pressure on you. This, you know. <laughs> no, definitely. That's the highlight of our week to talk about an Irish victory with you, Bob. And more importantly, just talk about some of the Hoosiers on that squad. As I said, Blake Fisher and Jack Kaiser. And oh, uh, just oh. talking about their, uh, about their performances, and that's what makes it right. a, a right. great experience is to see these student-athletes perform at the highest level and, and walk out with a W. But definitely we'll talk to you from Las Vegas. Especially, yeah, especially an Indiana legend in Jack Kaiser. I mean, the story, <laughs> I mean, I loved him at Pioneer High School. Are you kidding me? How do you not like this guy? Well, he's the All-American kid, and he, he, he's very soft-spoken. He really is. He gets the, the job done. And look for him to be a captain next year. Uh, and like you said, he's the rover back. He filled in for J.D. Bertrand. But in that first possession, he was all over the field. As I said, he led the team in tackles tonight. With well, yeah. Nine, and he just said, I'm just Five doing my job. Five tackles in the first game. drive. Yeah. In the first drive. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, but that's Jack in the first drive. And all that's he did was play quarter, and play quarterback and lead Pioneer to championship after championship. What what a guy. All right, Lynn, uh, thank you so much. You make weekend. I don't know what I'm doing next weekend. I'm going to have to cancel the show next Saturday because you, you have a bye. I don't think that's fair. Or maybe you could just call me and, and co-host with me. How's that? Well, Bob, if you need me, we'll step in. That's the mentality at Notre Dame. Next man in. And so <laughs> if you need somebody to sit behind the microphone Next. with you, I'll share it with you. I won't take yep. over, though. <laughs> there you are. Lynn, thanks. Have a great weekend. Thanks for the call. You too, Bob. Irish with a win. Big win. Uh, 45-32 over North Carolina. And again, Jack Kaiser, come on now. What, what, 
what what a guy. You know, he's he's playing awfully, awfully well. Boilers with a win. Irish with a win. Hoosiers, tough luck against Cincinnati. It's a good Cincinnati team. I think we all understand they were in the playoffs a year ago. A lot of guys back from that. Um, so um, later on tonight, we'll give you an update on what the schedule is next Saturday. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm intrigued by DePaul going 4-0, 59-0 winners over Worcester. Very solid team. Brett Dietz has got it going on with his guys over there. And, um, you know, it's uh, that um, that's impressive as they get ready for their conference play coming up. Coming up, we're going to spend more time talking about high school football with Paul Condry. It's that time of year. Uh, this time of year, we are, you know, we're, we're at week number, we finished week six last night. Uh, Paul and I will be bringing you the pairing show for the upcoming football championship. Um, the pairing show will be on October the 9th. So be ready for that. Many of these same great stations around the state will be bringing you that show. It's um, We know it's a big deal. Um, it's a, There's a lot going on. So Paul and I will talk about last night's games. We'll be looking ahead to the pairing show. That's all coming up after this scoreboard update on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We told you about the Purdue Boilermakers edging out that 28-26 win over Florida Atlantic. Now, after the sigh of relief that's probably coming from West Lafayette, the next question coming from Purdue fans is, when will Aiden O'Connell be back? Austin Burton, the UCLA transfer, had to start tonight. Burton, 21 of 29. He was efficient, 166 yards, three touchdown passes, one pick. Not too shabby. But again, Aiden O'Connell, at times he can be really the heartbeat of that Purdue team. This is from our pal Charlie Clifford with Wish TV in Indianapolis. Jeff Brom and his postgame media availability said, quote, Aiden O'Connell could be back next week or it could be a couple of weeks. So rather vague. As again, O'Connell is dealing with that rib injury. Rib injuries, they can heal quickly. They can linger all season. It really does depend. Coming up at 11.45, we'll give you a full Sunday preview. What's coming up in the NFL and elsewhere. But again, the Colts and the Chiefs tomorrow at Lucas Oil Stadium, 1 p.m. Can the Colts get their first victory of the season? That's to be seen. The Chiefs are 2-0. Led by Patrick Mahomes and that powerful offense, Andy Reid at the helm. The Chiefs have already beaten the Cardinals 44-21 and the Los Angeles Chargers 27-24. That L.A. game was last week. Mahomes put up 235 yards and two touchdowns. No Tyreek Hill anymore, though, for the Chiefs. He's in Miami. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Saturday night, our usual night to talk to the man himself, Paul Condry, from the Regional Radio Sports Network, Indiana Football Digest, Hall of Fame broadcaster, also in the Indiana Football Hall of Fame, best friend football has in the state of Indiana. All right, Paul, with the midway point, some great games last night, and it's appropriate, I suppose, uh, since we are midway. Midterm grades, if you will, uh, kind of a look at who has done well, who might need to do better, and where we are. So, 
Uh, take a take a look at it if you can. Give me some midterm grades on football right now. Well, let's keep it on the positive. Let's let's. Uh, I always like to do that. I think that's appropriate this time of the season. How about uh, some teams that are really kind of turning some heads? I would say, Bob, at this stage of the year. Right. Uh, North Decatur six and zero for the first time since nineteen ninety one. North Judson first at six and zero at first time since oh uh, two. Crown Point. Currently leading the Doonland Conference. I mean, uh, they have done a masterful job, and uh, they're certainly in the driver's seat right now. They're 6-0 and for the first time since 06. Norwell, maybe one of the best defensive teams on the planet at this stage. They are 6-0. and They've only given up two touchdowns on wow. the whole year. They're off to a 6-0 and start for the first time since 06. Okay, my buddy. Bud Osmond, his team is playing as, as well as they have played since – 2013, they're off to a great start. Mishawaka, the lone unbeaten in Class 5A. Go figure that one out. They're at wow. uh, 6-0 and for the first time since 2013. Hamilton Southeastern and both Tecumseh, both at 6-0 and uh, for the first time since 2008. And this is one that's really very unique. How about the South Mount Monties? 6-0 and for the first time since 1981. What a job hmm. by Carson Chad and Wyatt Woodhall, a couple kids who had great nights last night. Those guys combined for 44 rushes and about 300 yards. And then up in, uh, in Gary, how about the Calumet New Tech Warriors off to the best start uh, since, uh, I think it was since 2014. And, of course, you, you have the same people who are continuing doing great things. Right. We've got Gibson Southern. I mean, a lot of people gave Gibson Southern because of all the graduation losses. They automatically thought, well, you know, these guys aren't going to be very good. But, you know, Nick Hart has done a masterful job. They've won 17 straight games. And Dave Pash at Indianapolis Lutheran, they've won 21 straight games. And they just, and and what monster win last night against a really, really fine Cincinnati Memorial team. Uh, You throw that into there and you throw in West Lafayette. How about uh, 23 straight wins in the regular season for them, Ron Colley? 21 straight wins for them. Lutheran, 18 straight regular season wins. Linton Staunton at 17. Typical New Valley at 15. But I want to uh, send out some love to three guys tonight, Coach. And one of the guys you know really, really well. How about Chris Call? 100 career wins. Man. Uh, at Franklin. <laughs> right. Shane right. Fry at West Lafayette. Shane Fry. Numbers bear him out. In, in 10 seasons as a coach, he's won 100 games. That means that's less. That's 9.5. Do the math. And then, of course, uh, right. Give a lot of give a lot of credit to uh, the guys. Uh, my buddy Brandon Baker down in Northfield. Those guys earned its 101. So let's give those guys all A's. I'm only giving out A's tonight, Coach, because those guys have done basketball <laughs> okay. jobs. Now, there's a whole right. bunch of teams. There's right. a whole bunch of teams that could can roll the table, and, and uh, you know you know how this goes. But let's give credit to guys who have got perfect scores on all their tests, and those are some of the guys who have done that. We've got if you look in 6A right now, Bob, we've got. Brownsburg, Hamilton, Southeastern, Carroll, and Crown Point. Those teams are all sitting at 6-0. and I mentioned Mishawaka at 5-0. and In 4A, you've got New Powell, Ron Colley, Kokomo, Northwood, New Prairie, and Rice. Rice has had a great year. Corey Brunson has done a masterful job there in 4A. And 3A, we mentioned West Lafayette, Gibson, Southern, but Hanover Central, Owen Valley. Now, keep in mind, I mean, look back historically on Hanover Central. This is a program that uh, did not exist for about 35 years. And they reinstituted the program right. and did a nice job. And Mr. Parker's done a great job. In 2A, you've got Linton and LaVille. And then in 1A, Lutheran, 
Adam Central, North Judson, North Decatur, and Carroll Four. So both of the Carroll schools, Flora and in Fort Wayne, sitting perfect at six and zero. So there's Paul Condry's midterm straight A's. How about those guys? That's very well done. And you know, you look, you know, these are uh, there's some teams that have had great success in the past. But you, you look around and uh, you talk about the Calumet story, the the uh, Southmont story. That's great stuff. Norwell sometimes gets overlooked in the Fort Wayne area for what they've done. Um, you know, it's just Tippy Valley, uh, Hanover Central, as you point out. LaVille. A lot of these are not household uh, names in terms of football, are they? No, and, and that's what makes this whole this whole thing so special is because, especially in the small schools, because every once in a while you put together two classes back-to-back of kids, and they get hot, and they get on a roll, and the next thing you know, you know, they're in the state finals, they're getting there, and the next year they win in the state championship, and it's really special. And that's what really makes it special. Case in point, Rodney Eunice, who's the head football coach at Betrayton, they have done a, a tremendous job this year with their football team and, and it play a very formidable schedule make no mistake about it. But I mean, what they've done at five and one, their lone loss was to, to Lavelle, but they've, they've ran off, right. uh, you know, four straight wins and they're in a situation. They've got North Judson coming up, which is going to be a monster game. But I mean, the, they went on the road and beat the, or, or at home, beat the snot out of a really good pioneer football team last night. And so as I look up and down the, uh, look up and down the line at some of these teams, and some of these coaches who have excelled at uh, really mm-hmm. getting their kids to play at, at the, the highest level imaginable, I just uh, I want to give some, some some love to those guys tonight because they've done a spectacular job and makes it neat to be able to cover this great game that we love so much. He's Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network, also the Indiana Football Digest. What did you think last night? What uh, what struck you last night in games? Uh, around the state in week number five. Well, I tell you what. Uh, as I mentioned before, the, there were there were several big uh, emotional games. And when I say emotional games, uh, guys making uh, significant noise. Corey Brunson, I mentioned him earlier. Uh, you know, Evansville writes at six and zero for the first time since 2015. They and they they pounded Castle last night. Uh, bad. I mean, and that's a great win for them. Another interesting dynamic that down south, Floyd Central, Jimmy Bragg, his Highlanders beat Columbus East for the first time since 2003. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great win. And Martinsville, uh, Brian yeah. Duggar's kids beat Whiteland. And, right. and make no mistake about it, that league has turned itself into. I may, may you can you can make the argument may, maybe the second best conference in the state. That, that Mid-States Conference. And if you look at uh, what those guys have been able to do in that league thus far, you've got four teams in that uh, that conference in its in its own right. You've got Martinsville, right. Mooresville, Whiteland, and Plainfield. And, of course, Mooresville and Whiteland are going to play this Friday. That may be the, the second-best conference in the state. Um, and, and I would also say that one of the most emotional games that we're going to see all season long will happen up at the Inferno in Lowell. For many people who follow Indiana mm-hmm. high school football for the last, uh, you know, 25, 30 years like you and I have done, Kirk Kennedy built Lowell High School into a, a from a pretender to a contender, uh, taking that team, winning a state championship, and he really kind of turned the entire culture around during his 16-year tenure there 
Well, he's now back. He came out of retirement. He's coaching to Kankakee Valley. And what he did in their battle of the milk can last night, even though Kankakee Valley didn't win the football game, but they went on the road to Lowell and gave a really, really good Lowell football team all they could handle and then some. Those are just some of those really special moments that I think that uh, mm-hmm. high school football is all about. So I'm just excited about some of those kind of things going on uh, right. last night. Right. Of course, uh, you know, always there's so there's there's lots of great games, lots of great performances, but uh, uh, so many things across the across the board were really exciting in week number six. All right, Paul, hang on because we'll come back and take a look uh, at week number seven, dare I say it. Paul Condry and I will come back, talk some more high school football on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. As usual, to close out a Saturday, we will preview what's coming up on your sports Sunday in the NFL, of course. The Colts and the Chiefs tomorrow afternoon at Lucas Oil Stadium. One o'clock kickoff, Patrick Mahomes versus Matt Ryan. Can the Colts get their first win against the 2-0 Chiefs team who already has beaten the Cardinals and the Chargers this year? In Chicago at one o'clock, the Bears host the Texans, Raiders, and the Titans as well, 1 p.m. These are all one o'clock starts as well. Bills and the Dolphins. The Lions visit the Vikings. The Patriots host the Ravens. It's the Bengals taking on the Jets. The Eagles and the Commanders, that's Carson Wentz against his former team. Keep in mind, Wentz is hosting the Eagles. He'll go on the road to play the Colts a little bit later this fall. Lastly, at 1 o'clock, the Saints and the Panthers. The late window has the Chargers against the Jaguars at 4.05. 4.25, this will be the nationally televised game of the week. Rams and the Cardinals in the desert. Same time for the Falcons and the Seahawks. The Packers and the Bucks. That's Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady. Sunday night football, the 49ers and the Broncos. Monday night, it'll be the Cowboys and the Giants. Again, Purdue picks up the 28-26 win over FAU. ND over North Carolina, 45-32. Since he beats IU, 45-24. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We resume our conversation with Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest. Hall of Famer, that's what we call him. All right. I still, I'm, I can't bring myself to say it, but week seven, uh, <laughs> please. Uh, it doesn't seem possible. By the way, I'm looking forward to October the 9th, as always, to see you and Tanya and talk about the pairings you and i have the privilege and honor once again to be uh, hosting the pairing show on the ihsaa champions network on october the 9th live from the ihsaa headquarters from 5 until 7 p.m eastern time i'm fired up uh, i just because i love to sit back and start watching Picasso paint a picture <laughs> being there with you that's how much fun i get to have well, I appreciate well, I mean, the kind words, and really, I really appreciate the kind words. But you know, it, it's a labor of love. I think if anybody who's followed what you and I've done over the course, it, it, I think people don't understand the the history dynamics behind this because between Network Indiana starting, the Regional Radio Sports Network starting, and the Indiana Football Digest, it all happened there in the early portion of the '90s, and we've kind of grown both of the brands, or all three of the right. brands. 
over the course of the time. And I think the Indiana Football Coaches Association and the coaches in the state, and really coaches around the country, uh, have have told me and, and told you, and I listen every Friday and Saturday night and say, hey, listen, you guys do a great job for Indiana high school football. If I had... If I literally had a dollar for every time somebody said that, <laughs> then I, I, I could uh, go retire. I'd, I'd move to Maine and, and buy myself a nice little place there. But, but anyways, having said that, I'm looking forward to it. It's always a great time. But taking a look at what we're going to look at week seven, let's keep the business in hand. Even though, uh, you know, some of these teams, you know, the, the Mech, you know, I don't understand the whole Carmel Center Grove thing right. and all that stuff, but – Ben Davis was playing Carmel. That's a great football game. I don't care if it's for a conference championship. I don't care, but that's just a great game. And how about Zionsville hosting Brownsburg? Brownstown uh, matched mm-hmm. up against Indian Creek. It should be a good one. Cincinnati LaSalle taking on Cathedral. Cathedral kind of, if it's, dare I say, flying under the radar uh, since their early season loss. Yeah. Uh, uh, but make no mistake about that. They're going to be matching up Cincinnati LaSalle. I mean, they've. They um, they are still a great football team. Uh, Wright's unbeaten against Memorial. That's a great matchup in Vandenberg County. How about this one? It's a neat one. A little Mannering has done a great job at Cass, taking over for his pops. They're at five and one, uh, matched right. up against unbeaten right. West Lafayette, uh, Kentucky. Uh, Mail or Louisville Mail and down in Kentucky's matched up against that Ron Colley team. And hey, let's give out some love to that Ron Colley group. That group is playing as good as football. Is anybody in the they state? They really are. And Luke yeah. Hansen, yeah. for Mr. Football, he only he only scored four touchdowns tonight and only rushed the ball forty three times. Who rushes the ball forty three times as a team, let alone one guy? Give Ron Colley <laughs> credit because they're using that big <laughs> offensive line. But all right, so let's move on. McConaughey five and one against Tippy Valley at six and zero. Oh. We mentioned Mooresville and Whiteland in the last break. That's a great one. The best game in the state. Near I say this one. Northwood, Mishawaka, both teams at six and zero. We're going to play a little Bart ball right. with Mishawaka. Right. Uh, the winner of that game uh, could win the Northern Lakes Conference Championship. Perry Central six and one, West Washington four and one, Southmont off to the best start in the history of their program against Weibo. Springs Valley. Make sure that you check out Colts.com slash high school football this week. We're doing an amazing story. Make sure you bring your box to Kleenex when you sit down to your computer to read it. It is going to be an amazing story. I'm going to mention that. That's coming up on Thursday. Uh, Triton 5-1 against unbeaten North Judson. Triton Central and Cecina, two great coaches, at both at 5-1. Right. Valpo right. Maribel will be my game, 4-2 Valpo, 5-1 Maribel. And finally, Yorktown 5-1, Greenfield Central at 4-2. Week number seven, and that's just as, that's just some of the games with some of the teams with the top <laughs> records. There's some great rivalries as we hit the home stretch with all these great league plays coming on. He's the best. You can tell why. Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest. Paul, great to talk to you. Make my weekend. Have a great week. We'll talk next weekend. As always, Coach, great to be with you. God bless. Welcome back for the final time this weekend. It has flown by. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to save lives.org. Brendan King, it's great to have you back. I've missed you. Okay, can I say that? I've I've missed having you on the show. Well, Coach, I'm glad we got to talk so often this past summer, and it's going to be a great fall and winter here. There's going to be a lot going on. I think on it and, is. 
Yeah. Uh, hey, I mean, before you know it, we're going to have college football and college basketball together, and those will be some fun times, and you know, we'll be into the fall classic with the World Series. By the way, Coach, I do want to tell you this. I told you this on the phone. I told you at the time it was private information, but the time has come where it is public that I will be at Wrigley Field on Wednesday night as the Cubs host the Phillies in the booth, and can't wait to call some ball. So we'll talk next weekend about that. Oh, <laughs> who do they play? Who who are they playing? Cubs Phillies. So it'll be Bryce Harper oh. and Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos in town. And the Cubs are doing the Cubs are very nicely letting me go in and record some practice play by play, get some game tape. And I've already you know called Pat Hughes, who's the great Cubs radio voice. He's my mentor. Right, and, right. Uh, we're gonna meet right. up and and uh, catch up, and it's gonna be great. So can't wait. And it looks like it's gonna be a classic. Uh, windy night at Wrigley in the in the early <laughs> fall. So the if the wind's blowing right. out, we might see some big big home runs, coach. Uh, well, congratulations. I'm 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 happy for you. Uh, proud of you for God's sakes. And um, that's pretty cool. How was that? What was it like when they called you? Well, coach, they this is the second time I'm going to be able to do this, and the first time was after my first year in South Bend, and I don't know if I appreciated it enough at the time. I definitely tried to, but you just can't right, wrap your right. head around being there. Um, but but now I, I think I definitely – I'm trying to soak this one in because uh, off of everything that has happened with COVID and – Coach, you know. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked off the air yeah. plenty about the yeah. last few years. So right, uh, I, th- right. this, this means a lot to, to be going back for sure. Well, it should. Um, you know, you um... – You'll do well. The other thing is have fun, man. Oh, yeah, oh man. man. Just to be at the yard <laughs> calling a game and getting paid for it. Are you kidding me? How much better can it be? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be great. And then there's a bunch of guys on the Cubs roster right now, Coach, who were with us in South Bend during my first couple right, of years. So, right. you know, I know four, five, six guys on the roster now, and we have prior friendships, so it'll be great to see them. And uh, some of them are doing big things for the Cubs right now. So, gonna be a lot of fun in in my next life i want to come back as you i I, (laughs) I do well i'll tell you what coach i'm with you next saturday so we'll talk all about it (laughs) next week all right good luck tomorrow you're you're working tomorrow doing uh doing some colts work for our flagship station the fan in indianapolis right yeah i'm hosting the fans tailgate on georgia street then kevin bowen and myself will be in the press box and we'll have uh some articles posted after the game and just hope it uh the colts come out to play they're gonna need it Brendan King, you're great. Well done. Have fun tomorrow. Great job by Sam Fritz. Thank you so much to our great stations around the state that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. Thanks to all of you for making us the most listened to sports talk show in our state. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.